Hey everybody, it's your pal Chris Nays here. Welcome to another episode of On the Road with Thorhammer. Uh, this is the third take of me trying to record this intro, so we'll see how it goes this time. Hopefully the Zoom recorder cooperates. Um, I feel like a regular Steve Austin or Chris Jericho losing a fucking podcast intro twice. So anyway, on with the show. Uh, the, the main body of this podcast is going to be a conversation between Kyle and I about a particular uh, Thor Hammer gig from around the time that uh, Ian Parks and I joined the band, so a couple years back. It turned into a complete nightmare disaster, and I thought it would be a good opportunity for me and Kyle to tell a story on the podcast relating to the band, so you guys you guys will get to uh, hear that today. Uh, but before that, let's get into some other stuff. Uh, I've been completely forgetting to plug our next show for the past couple of weeks on the show, so... Uh, our next show is March 26th. It's a Saturday. It will be a late show starting at 9 p.m. And it will be at Bar. We'll be playing with Ares Kingdom, Malursus, and Shards of Humanity. Uh, good friends of Malursus. Everybody in that band's awesome. And haven't seen the other two bands, but uh, by all... Uh, by all accounts, they're very good. We would love to see you guys come out and... Uh, participate in the fun I will be excited to get on a stage again it's been way too long I get the fucking itch for it all the time so come on out March 26th Saturday to FUBAR in the evening time uh what else is going on well we had uh full band practice for the first time and probably feels like it's been at least a month and it went awesome. We had a monster jam of like three and a half hours or something like that, which is very rare we even get to practice that long, even with a couple guys. So, um, great to have everybody there. Got a lot done. And then after that, I took Lindsay to see the uh, Celebration Day Zeppelin tribute at the pageant Saturday night. It was a great time. The band is freaking top notch. Especially the drummer John from uh, from the Urge and a couple other tributes around town. Um, just unbelievable show. Three and a half hour show, something like that. They played all kinds of songs, songs I didn't expect to hear. Like the Wonton song on Physical Graffiti. Uh, they played one of my favorites, The Ocean. Uh, you gotta have a kick-ass drummer if you're gonna be playing Zeppelin, and damn it, they fucking pulled it off. It was fantastic. So, if you ever get a chance to see Celebration Day, which you will again, they still, it sold out both nights, so make it a point to see that show if you're a Zeppelin fan. A record pick from this past week, a great album came out from the guys in Anthrax called For All Kings. You, if you were a heavy metal fan, you need to pick this record up. It is fantastic. There is 
I think there's about 11 songs on it, two like interlude, uh, or there's an interlude and an intro track, so I don't really count those, but some of my favorite songs on it are uh, Monster at the End, For All Kings, Breathing Lightning, Bloody Wings, great, great record, drums, guitars, vocals, bass, everything is on point. Everything you'd expect from an Anthrax record and more. So definitely pick it up. If you haven't wanted to do it by now, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, the other record I got a couple weeks ago was a Black Sabbath reissue with an extra disc of uh, outtakes and stuff from the studio. It's their de- I got their debut record, but they have uh, they've done this re-release thing for I think four of their records, maybe more than that. Really cool to uh, hear the stuff they decided not to use, and it's amazing to me that they still have all that material and they can release it. So I don't really think Ozzy should be singing anymore. I think he sounds pretty bad nowadays, but. Go back and listen to these classic records, and it is always great. So timeless. Uh, So check that out, too. Uh, As of recording this, Mad Max and Hateful Eight both won Oscars last night. Hateful Eight won for uh, the score. So the guy that wrote the score also wrote the score for The Thing. And I've already told you guys I love both of those movies, but... You can go back and listen to the Hateful Eight podcast that I did uh, a couple months back when it, and for my immediate reactions to the movie. But uh, such a great hunting score. Super fit the movie great. Uh, Tarantino's always amazing with his music choice. And he went with a score instead of, you know, song, songs everybody would know. So interesting choice. Fit the movie well. Uh I highly recommend anybody to watch April 8. Very Tarantino-esque. Man Max, I think, won about eight Oscars last night. So well-deserving of a movie to win all those awards. That movie knocked me out, man. I saw it twice with Lindsay. So good. So good. Um... the stunts and special effects especially but really everything and I think they won for both of those for I think they got recognized for both of those but um certainly two of the best movies of the year fantastic great to uh see that you know their peers respect them enough to uh to vote for them and I'm sure if I was in their position, I would have voted for them as well. So, here at Thorhammer and uh, in in Thorhammer and uh, at on the road with Thorhammer and at Onyx Day Studios, we love to support our fellow artists. We love to spread the word anytime we find something that's awesome. So take note of all that stuff I just mentioned. And I'll uh, throw some more plugs on here. Find us on YouTube uh, at Thorhammer Metal. 
Find the podcast on YouTube at Onyx Edge Studios, along with all the other Onyx Edge Studios podcasts. I've been trying to make a note of uh, adding any kind of podcast video that I can when we do them. So keep an eye out for that. Subscribe to the feed and it will show up anytime you go to YouTube if there's something new. Which there is weekly, every Thursday here at On Road with Hammer. And also subscribe to my personal YouTube at Chris Nays for all for almost daily drum videos. I've been really making an extra effort to put together short clips and cool fills and moments for practice. Gag reels, I really love doing those. It's goofy ass moments and uh, on this week's, I put a little clip of an Iron Maiden riff that we were jamming a little bit from their latest record. So go and check all that stuff out. Go to thorhammer.bandcamp.com for any uh, merch you would like and uh, music. You can get our album for free on there. Uh, drop me a line if you like to. Uh, you wanna? You wanna join the newsletter? Just uh, send me a little message. I'm all over the place. I'm on Twitter at the Bag Hutch. I'm on Instagram at the Bag Hutch, and I'm on Facebook. Find me and like me and subscribe and share and all that fun stuff. Come and see us March 26th, Fubar, 9 p.m. with Malurzis, Shards of Humanity, and Aries Kingdom. And on that note, I am done with this intro, and it did work this time. Thank you for listening. And Tim, start the thing. You're recording it right now? Yeah, it's already going. So, how did the show get set up? Well, we'll just say this. We'll say this was the first show since uh, the first out of town show since Parks and I joined the band yeah Sean was still playing bass at the time yeah so that was was that still 2013 or was that 2014 that was December of 2013 December 28th I want to say it was pretty late in the year yeah it was right well it was right around Parks' birthday or maybe on his birthday yeah December 28th yeah, so, okay. And it was in a town called, uh, well, it's, it rhymes with Schmanza Schmitty. Yeah. <laughs> and for those of you who are Dakota Rings at home, that's Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas City, Kansas. I think. Right. I can't really remember. It was Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. But uh, and it was the black something. Motorcycle. It was a motorcycle place by day, and like an illegal bar by night. Yeah. They had like a like a looked like something like a Kiss set from like 1972 while they were still in the basement, you know. Yeah, there's motorcycles everywhere in that place. <laughs> yeah, like surrounding the entire place. Motorcycles everywhere, like a glittery stage kind of throwback looking thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they're really nice, but yeah, the, the, 
the show was billed as the Battle of Highway 70. You know, that's as good a name as any, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, it, it always helps to have a name for the gig for yeah. advertising purposes. Yeah. So, but we I, we went into it thinking, you know, there's plenty of bands on the show. Yeah, it's probably going to be an alright show because you knew a couple of the bands on it already, right? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, Eternium and one of their friend bands was supposed to be on the bill as well. They're supposed to be coming too as part of a tour or something. Yeah, that tour fell through. Those two bands dropped off, which is a good thing. Judging by how the, the show actually went. Yeah. Because if there's two more bands in addition to the nightmare that ensued, you know, like that would have just been even like ten times worse. Right. So those bands dropped off. We showed up to this show and uh, or well I was the, I, we were asked to do the show. This wasn't like one where we sought out a deal, you know. Yeah, they they found us. Yeah. And we're like, you want to come play the show? Yeah, what will it take to get you guys to come down? Like, well, give us like a door deal, like a cut of the door, whoops, and like give us some food, you know, feed us or something. Yeah. So they got us, they got me some, or got us some uh, little Caesar pizzas, which was awesome. And that's pretty standard. Yeah, like, I just don't want to be hungry while I'm <laughs> yeah. I mean, on there, and then we'll take what we can get on a door deal, and we're sharing gear. We don't get fed every time that we go out of town, but when we do, it's a nice little incentive, you know? Yeah. Sometimes we use band dollars to feed ourselves. Yeah, and it's, you yeah. know, really well. we go cheap, so... But yeah, so, like, yeah, let's do that. And so we show up early. We're the first bands there. We're there before the promoter. Even. Yeah, there, we got we get to this place and it's in like an industrial area of yeah. Kansas City. There's nothing around. There's nobody around. We yeah. just like hear like you don't get we, there by accident. Yeah, we we get there and we hear people like rustling around inside, but we have no idea how to get in there or anything. And nobody's around, and we have no way of contacting them aside from Facebook. But yeah. They're like and they showed up a few minutes later. Oh. Sure, yeah, but we didn't have any idea what was happening. Yeah, we were so early. It, we way overestimated how long it was going to take to get there or something. But yeah, I mean it's it just it's hard to really gauge sometimes how long it's going to take you. Yeah, uh, I ended up you know I tend to drive a little bit faster than the speed limit. Anyway, but when we're on road trips, it just makes sense to go at least 10 over. So we get there a little bit early when we got time to get settled and do our thing and not yeah. have to worry about getting stuck in a traffic jam or something like that, you know? So, so yeah, then let's see. We get there with the first bit there, but we don't have any equipment, so we didn't really have anything to look at. Yeah. We had like our guitars. And, uh, this is before I had a tow hitch on the yeah. Jeep, so yeah. crammed in there. We crammed in there, and you guys brought your guitars, but we had planned on using everybody else's, yeah, other yeah, people's equipment, or at least at least one band's equipment. Yeah, so we're there waiting, and it takes forever for the show to even get set up at all. 
because the sound guy didn't have any microphones. <laughs> yeah. So there is variety at all. There no vocal microphones. Yeah. Somebody, a local band, had to go get microphones. Right. So that the band, the show could proceed. Yeah. There's no. We're in a venue without microphones, without cables, without anything. Yeah. They had a stage. They had a makeshift stage built into one corner of the of the garage, yeah. basically that we were in. Yeah. But beyond that, they had nothing. Yeah, and then. Uh, well, they did have a board to like plug everything into. I remember that. Yeah, and the, they had a VA and shit. They were like, they really didn't. This was like their second show or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here you go. But uh. So we're we're billed like last for some reason, because you know, some people start promoting shows the first time. They don't always know that like you don't really put the local band that's like new to your town last, or the traveling the traveling band isn't going to go last. It needs to be the band that is established in the town yeah. so that everyone stays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They clearly had no concept of any of that. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, people, they're new and make mistakes and shit, all that. Yeah, but before we, before we, we get, get to our set. Here, you know, like, we watch everybody get here, we watch everyone leave, and then we play our set. Yeah, well, really, before, before we get to that, let's say that there is probably, would you say, eight or nine bands on the show total, something like that? It was something like seven. Seven, that, okay. That played. And then... There was also a couple of, and I'm not going to call anybody out, but there's a couple instances of stuff happening with bands setting up that we should probably mention. Yeah. Like, the, like the one band that um, set up candles for like half an hour. They like, they like, while they were setting up, they fucking set up little like candles all over the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so... By this point, it's like 11, 12 o'clock, so we have been there since five. Six or seven hours. Yeah, we've been there six or seven hours already. A lot of that is downtime. Most of it is downtime. All of it. Yeah, because we're waiting for people to show up. We're waiting for them to set up everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so then, so there's the candle thing. And then the incident with the guy with his microphone. And I don't know if you remember that or not. Vaguely. Took, yeah. So there was some setbacks. And eventually, 1 1.30 in the morning, here we are, Thor Hammer, getting ready to come on. The bartender yeah. has a light. Yeah, 1.30 in the morning. Now, most shows don't even go until 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, you normally <coughs> have to be out of the building then. <laughs> yeah, but this is a this is a biker bar. Yeah, <laughs> so there is no the show is over when you know. So now when laws kick in, <laughs> yeah. Mike Ducey is still there. Yeah, and that's it. A couple of the guys from other bands are still there, but mostly everyone left, even the band members. Even the band whose equipment we were using left. Yeah, uh, the drummer, the drummer had a monstrous kit. Yeah, uh, it, it was pretty sweet. But his his mom is like his 
the helper is, is like their manager or something yeah. like that, like sets up their shows. And she was the one at the end of the show who came up and started breaking down the kid, this fucking monstrous kid. I'm like, I'm sorry. And yeah, she's like, oh no, I do this all the time. She's totally mom about yeah. it. Yeah. You know. And they're like, dude, we, one of these gotta work. We drove, we drove four or five hours to be here. It's two of the morning. We need to get out of here right now. Yeah. Sorry. We got paid. Uh, a handsome amount. Early. Yeah. We definitely So we were taken care of in that regard, but it was just like kind of mismanaged. Um, and, and that was a good turnout too. Yeah. Bands that played like Van League got to play to a really killer crowd. Sean had to work in the morning, yeah. as you mentioned. So there was no like it's over at one thirty, but at least we can go and sleep at a person in town's place. You know what I mean? Like, there was no rest after the show where we could rest at all. Yeah, no, it was... We had to go back home immediately. (laughs) Yeah. So, I remember starting with the car and leaving at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough... That that was a very rough uh, end of the show. But yeah, yeah, like you said, Mike stuck around, so that was pretty sweet. Um, Mike, Mike has come and seen us every time in Kansas City. Yeah, that's pretty good. about the Lawrence, too. That's pretty awesome. But I just could not, I couldn't believe everything that went on at that show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it was just one and of the next one that we did with that guy was the same, kind of. But at like a different. More legal. Oh, and let's not forget, this bar got closed down because one, it was illegal, and they found out about it because somebody got shot outside of it. Like, <laughs> patrons of the establishment were shooting each other. Yeah. So, that tells you what kind of place this was. Yeah. And we had no concept of this going in at all. Yeah. They were going to the store and buying beer and selling it in the bar. Yeah. You can't do that. You definitely can't do that. <laughs> it's like some sort of... There's definitely laws against that. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they are or why. You can't be the... Yeah, you can't just... Well, it's just like state laws, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. maybe even federal laws about where and when you could sell alcohol. Um, but they clearly did not get But if you don't even have a liquor license in the first place... If you're not worried about it, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess not. Um, you're like, well, see if we get caught. They did. <laughs> yeah, so that was, I particularly, um, crazy night. I, I, I drove home from there. And all the bands were really awesome. And that's, yeah. <laughs> I managed to, like, Stay alert and awake and drive us home, and and got your brother home in time. Yeah, to go to our way for him. Uh, do you have any other gigs that come to mind that are of equal um, that stand out in your mind as equally as bad? 
of the situation? Um, not as bad, but the other, the second Kansas City show we did with that promoter was equally goofy, just about. Remember? Yeah. Um, the band, again, another case, the bands were good. Uh, the dude was really nice, but he just didn't set things up right, didn't run things right. Yeah, he's not. It was a super long all day thing, and like nobody really wanted to participate in that. And yeah. So it was a long, we, we were there for the beginning of it, didn't play till the very, almost the very end. Which that's not a problem to me, like it's cool being around and, and hanging out and meeting people and doing the shit, that's... Yeah, that's not really the, the issue. It's the But it's like for all the effort you hope that somebody's like trying to make it worth your while. Yeah. <laughs> that said we did get paid I think it was like just enough gas money. Yeah, well we were in that time we were in Des Moines the night before and did yeah. and did like phenomenally. So that was That kinda of worked itself out. Yeah. By the time we got to Kansas City we were already but if it was just that again, it would not have been <laughs> nearly enough, you know, yeah. to make it worth their while. Yeah. So it's cool when it, you know, it still took care of itself in that regard. Yeah. But man, I like to play. I'd rather play to play to the people and not have the money. It should be good overall, not like you have to find something good in the <laughs> show. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, Brett Scott sang with us that night from Band Lane. Yeah. Sang with Juice Priest with us. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was the first time I had ever played a show with Band Lane, so that was pretty cool. I they, really, they played. They played the Biker Bar one, but they did not play. That's right. They did play that show. Uh. Yeah, I, I really hope that we never run into a show that's, that ends up as bad as those two, as far as the situation we ended up in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think since then we've had much higher quality encounters. The last time we were in Lawrence was really good, so it's not... Yeah. Good. It's not the bands or the people, the fans of the area, just those couple of shows. Mostly the promoter. Yeah, he's not doing that anymore. Though. And, and he, I got, I actually ended up having a conversation with him about these shows one time. Yeah. Because I was making fun of Juggalos about something. <laughs> he identifies as one. He took offense. Yeah, he took offense, and he was like, "So what? Because I'm a Juggalo, you don't think I'm qualified to book your band?" I'm like, well, the reason I would say you're not qualified to book my band is because you have before, and that game was really goofy results. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're so completely I'm incompetent. So, yeah, I wouldn't book through you again. It's nothing, it's not personal. So, yeah, so, since you opened this can of worms, here's your answer. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's very unjuggling to take offense at anything. <laughs> right? Except for being made fun of for being a juggler, I suppose. I know, and then he tried. I mean, it, would, it seems like to me, if you're a juggler, you don't give a shit about that. You, yeah, if you really are, you shouldn't care. Like, 
oh, you don't like what I am? Like, well, fuck you then. I couldn't see, like, for instance, the, hool- the hooligans getting angry about anyone saying anything. Yeah. To the, you the, know, the, the real ones I know, the ones that are cool, they don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're not really, they're not going to go. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I would, I, it has nothing to do with the town, like you said, I, I absolutely love going anywhere out of town, because really, the next time you go there, it's going to be a, a different collection of people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, even if it did have something to do with the crowd that was at those shows, then they probably won't be the same people that come next time. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that. Of course, it's completely random, and it's up to the promoter to put the word out. But yeah, I always expect a different bunch of people every time. Yeah, and even that, even if spectators, you know, you'll have different bands to meet and rub elbows with and come friends with. And yeah. So they tend to show up regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you don't even have to worry about it. But. Yeah, I, uh, I'm glad I was able to get one of you guys to talk about nightmare shows because I never, I hardly ever get to. We have, you know, it's weird because when we're doing band stuff, it's like we're so focused in on that that we forget to like actually hang out and talk and you know what I'm saying, like yeah. converse about things. <laughs> so. The podcast is a good use for me to do that, yeah. you know, and, t- and bring up stuff that we haven't talked about in a long time, like reminisce about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I played some other really nightmare shows that I want to get into on this show that we're doing now. I, like, I, I don't know if I was telling you guys about it last week, maybe, where I played a New Year's Eve show with one of my old bands, and... Oh, yeah. We all drove, drove separately because we all have different cars, you know what I'm saying? Like... We didn't, we didn't have a trailer or anything we could bring up to the show. So, I brought my drums individually up to uh, the Red Sea in UC. And that's from Cedar Hill. So, we're talking like 40 minutes up to the yeah. city with all my stuff. Down into this dingy basement. Yeah. And assuming that on New Year's Eve, like... When we have a show, everyone else is is coming after me, and they definitely they were at the place where I was packing up my drums, so they made it seem to me like that is what was happening. Uh, Normal show day, you know what I'm saying? I get up to the venue, and they call me or text me, and they tell me they're not coming. So, one that's kind of shitty bandmates, you know what I'm saying, and. On top of that, not getting to play the show whatsoever. Like, forget about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> then I'm there at the gig with all of my stuff loaded in. You know what I mean? And you gotta load out. I gotta load out one, and then I have to explain that my band's not coming, even though I'm here and I have all my stuff with me. Um. So that happened. That was not a fun situation to deal with. But also, I go outside and somebody had parked. I was in the tiny uh, parking lot across from Blueberry Hill, sort of. That there's probably six spots uh, all together, maybe eight spots. 
and it's a very small parking lot. So somebody parks just directly down the middle where there's no space, like the where the cars usually pull in or pull out of that space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so I go out to load up and leave, and the person is still there. So. I have to go around and just find out whose truck that is. Just start talking to everybody that I can. It's directly next to this venue and bar where this band is playing. So I go in there and I'm like, I just assume it has some, something to do with that show. You know what I mean? Like somebody had loaded in from that spot. So I go in there and... The, I talked to the whoever the maitre d' is, I guess, or whoever would be the person at the front of the restaurant, you know? Yeah. I'm like, somebody parked in this lot, and I'm going to call and have their car towed, because i got to leave, you know what I'm saying? And they're parked illegally, so that's what's going to happen. Uh, do you know whose it is? <laughs> so, so they can stop that from happening if they want to move right now, but <laughs> if they don't, then I'm calling the tow company, you know what I'm right. saying? So immediately he tells me, oh, it's the drummer's truck, I think. This is while the band is playing. Uh, <laughs> so I stand there, and we, me and this guy that I'm talking to wait for them to finish their song that they're doing currently. Then both of us have to walk up to the drummer and tell him, like, you need to move your car. This is a room full of people and everyone's enjoying the music that's happening. <laughs> Either that or eating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the lady that's on the mic is like this black lady, and she's singing like blues tunes, you know? And I interrupted her completely. She's like, what the hell's going on? She's talking into the mic, and the, the whole crowd is seeing what's happening. You know what I'm saying? I did not give a fuck, though. Like, they were moving their truck. I had a totally shitty night, obviously. My band didn't even show up to the show. You know what I'm saying? So... I'm not being trapped down here anymore. Yeah. One, I didn't get paid to play that night like I was expecting to do, at least a, a little something. Uh, two, my band bailed on me. And three, somebody parked illegally behind me <laughs> so that I couldn't leave when I wanted to. Extending that process another at least 45 minutes to an hour. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So that was another nightmare gig. But, uh, well, let's get to jamming. Oh, my God. 
Come on, come on, come on.